When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Love this song. Tom Bernard Show with... What, I, what is wrong with you? Murray, House of Comedy. <laughs> Mike Molina. Andy Brampernard. Michael Malone. Our special guest, Michael Malone, and Murray, who has no idea what the hell he's doing. <laughs> but he's here anyway, which is a good thing, from the House of Comedy. We will be right back, kick things off, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom here for Walzer, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram in Hopkins. You're invited to a new vehicle show Tuesday, May 1st from 6 to 9 p.m., They are launching the new 2019 Ram truck. This is the most widely anticipated launch in Ram history. If trucks aren't your thing, you might want to check out the city's largest inventory of Jeep Wranglers. There'll be food and refreshments and giveaways. This is a low-pressure, fun evening, and with Walzer's upfront pricing and lifetime powertrain warranty, they can make the buying process fun as well. Everyone who attends will automatically receive a coupon worth $500 towards the purchase of a new Ram or Wrangler. When you stop in, ask for Campbell Walzer and tell him I sent you. Though I love to tease him because he's Paul's son. He is a great guy, though, Uh, and has always taken good care of us. Put it on your calendars, Tuesday, May 1st, from 6 to 9 at Walzer Chrysler in Hopkins. Ah, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Mary, let me ask you a question. Mike, I don't know if you know this or not, but I grew up in a very urban neighborhood. <laughs> Dropped out of high school in 10th grade. I did not know that. Yeah, never went to college. Went to college for one day and couldn't find a place to park, so I quit. <laughs> but the average guy in my neighborhood couldn't even read this, much less never look at it and then read it the first time you look at it. How did that happen? <laughs> Seriously, most of the guys in my neighborhood couldn't even read this thing if they, here, read through it about 10 times and then try to read it. Right. There's no way. I was say, that was, that was a brave pro move there, Tom. I don't know uh, why it happened, though. I have no idea why I can do that. Do you think it's linked to the no parking thing? Do you think it's... <laughs> That's probably Somehow. what it is. That's probably what the it is. Frustration. <laughs> uh, get out of this I place. think there was uh, people meant for your job, and there, there's people that weren't. And you I definitely were. I'm, uh, uh, I guess, like, the whole, the whole schooling and, and getting more involved in your education and everything is all 
fine and dandy, but talking to people is a whole different situation. No, it's when you're face to face with somebody. If yeah. you don't know how to communicate. Oh, I was a terrible student, and uh, now I yeah talk to people for a living. <laughs> See, that's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I'm dumb as rocks, but <laughs> yeah, people listen to me every night. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Somebody figured something out. That's all I know, man. Right. So yeah, it's. It, I don't know why, Andy. You know, you probably do know why that happened. Not really. <laughs> There's no medical reason? I thought there'd be a medical reason. Medical reason? Yeah, like brain synapse or something. I don't know. Never mind. Brain overload. My son just looked at me like, God, you're a douche. It was the best. It's really it nice when your own son. Ever. Yeah, wasn't that? I still, like that the, I still like the bag. He goes, medical reason. <laughs> medical reason. What the hell are you talking about? What? Ah, uh, what are you going to do? What's you know, nice you know Popcorn King. <laughs> you are the popcorn <laughs> They said you ain't the Popcorn King, too. They, uh, had, to, they had to really make it uh, yeah. rural as hell. You know, where I, where I grew up in Marion, Ohio, we are known for the Popcorn Festival. Mm. Yeah, we in have Marion, a, Ohio? In Marion, Ohio, we have a big popcorn because we have Wyandotte Popcorn there. And so, oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So that's the big, uh, that's the big to-do thing in uh, my small town. Well, I better get over there. Yeah, you'd be... <laughs> You'd be welcome with open arms. Well, what we're talking about is your is your mic not working? Uh, no. Well, you know, yeah, you can't really touch that thing or else your mic will don't break. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Um, Honestly, God, somehow it broke it. Yeah, my wife broke it. And that's the newest headset. Yep. I know. She, we did a brand new headset for it, and if she breaks it. That's why we can't thing. have nice things around here. You know? Yeah, those cop <laughs> buttons, I don't know. I'm going to have to get different ones because those ones break too yeah, easy. Yeah, we're going to have to get something figured out. Yeah, so your mom tells me this morning, okay, well, I'm going to a fashion show, so I'll see you when you get home tonight. It's like, oh, so we're just taking the day off, are we? <laughs> I just love it. The fashion, fashion show here no. in Minnesota? Is it's that? at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts. Oh. So I don't understand what that's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Do me a favor next time. Uh, invite me, Catherine. I'd like to come with. You want to go uh, to the fashion show? I could definitely have skipped as well. <laughs> <laughs> We don't get too much fashion stuff here in Minneapolis. No, we don't. We so don't it's it's nice when people from L.A. like to come show us how to dress. Yeah, are they modeling new Snuggie models? And they what's happening probably. here? I think they're doing the new crotchless yoga pants, <laughs> right. which, by the way, I'm not making up. There's crotchless yoga there pants? There are crotchless yoga pants. How do you it's make yoga pants seamless. even sexier? You take the crotch out. Okay. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I feel like that would so somehow make idea. them less sexy in a way. <laughs> well, it all depends on... You'd look at them and you'd be like, what the hell is that? <laughs> make them less comfortable, you know that. What are you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> it would definitely make them less comfortable. No, they, the reason they made there is a flap that you could put up for oh. when you're working out, but the reason they're crotchless is so you can have sex in them. Really? Now, why would you want to have sex in the yoga pants? It's for the person on the go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you might be right about that. Oh, uh, God. I, I just, here, wait a second. got to undo my flap. It's like really yeah, sexy. There's nothing sexy about that. I mean, you no. Know, let me undo my flap real quick. Oh, God, Jesus. I'm out of the mood suddenly. That is very, very true. Why don't you shut that other flap? Yeah, shut the main flap. How about that? Why don't you not tell me about it? Oh, God. Those stories you were telling this morning about the guy... Th- you go on the air and a guy thinks you're the author who's like, what, oh, 40 man. years older than you or oh, something? Oh, yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> Some novelist out there. I, sometimes I play along. The worst is when why you uh, yeah, when you go not? to a club. and like, I'll, I'll go to a club I've never been to before, and you'll, and you'll go in and they're like, uh, you'll walk up and they're like, do you have a ticket, sir? <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. My poster's on the walls. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, that's me right that's, up that's there, me. man. It's unbelievable. I, oh, I actually have a, a great uh, Milwaukee story about that. Uh, there's Ooh. a club in Milwaukee that was uh, run by a fake mafia for a long time. Uh, it's not Arts Performing Center, is it? No, no, oh. no. Much, much jankier. Um, <laughs> okay. This place, uh, this place had a big Samoan um, gangster type dude that like ran the place, right? Ooh. And uh, one time I went there. And all those staff was like, they all thought they were like mafia up, right? One guy never took off his sunglasses oh, the whole time. Yeah, and yeah. Anyway, whole, anyways, so I go there one time and there's, a, I go to pick up the condo key, and there's this big black dude in the lobby, and he's, and he's in the middle of the day, and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm like, whatever, and uh, I'm here to get the condo key, and he goes, you got ID? And my poster's literally all over the. <laughs> and so, joking, I just point to a poster. I'm like, huh? And he's like, he's like, nah, I need to see your ID. I'm like, okay. So I gave him my ID. He was against the wall. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> what? 
he frisked me down, right? And then he passed me down. And then he goes, all right, well, JD's downstairs. Um, just let him know you've been patted down. I was like, okay. So I go downstairs, and JD has uh, his office door open, but his desk is just covered in money and guns. Okay. And uh, and I it's get like one. Murray's desk. Yeah, it's like Murray's name story. So so I go in and I'm one step into the office and he goes, um, he goes, whoa, 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 have you been patted down? And first off, that's the worst oh, security God. measure ever. I could have just easily lied to him. You know? But I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, all right, come in, come in. So he gives me the condo key. Anyways, long story short, condo's horrible. The week is weird. Uh, I'm counting some merch money like Sunday night after my show. It's like $30, right, at the end of the Sunday night show. And, and the guy comes over with the sunglasses, and he goes, you know, uh, <clears throat> you shouldn't count your money out like that. Somebody could come over here and take it from you. I go, do you need thirty dollars that bad? Yeah, right. you need thirty bucks. You could just have it, you know. So he goes, he comes up to me at the end of the night. He goes, hey, uh, <clears throat> do me a favor. I go, okay. And he goes, you're staying at the condo, right? I go, yeah. And he goes, why don't you take out the trash? And oh. I go, <laughs> sure. I go, yeah, okay, that's fine. And he yeah. goes, oh, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people say they're gonna take out the trash, <laughs> and they don't actually do it. <laughs> I go, yeah, it's not a problem. That's fine. I'll just sit outside. He goes, okay, because I clean that condo. And I go, somebody cleans that condo? (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't noticeable. He was not having it, right? So a few weeks ago, I'm talking to my buddy Warren B. Hall back, you know, and I'm telling him about this guy and this experience. And he goes, oh, I love that guy. And I'm like, what? So he tells me that last time he was there, Warren B. Hall is a great comic. And he wrote a a book of poetry like 20 years ago, right? Back in, nobody's ever read it and seen it or whatever and this guy i guess at the end of the week came up to warren with his sunglasses on the whole deal and he goes uh, he goes hey uh <clears throat> i read your book and warren goes oh oh that's very nice thank you he goes i loved it i read some of the poems to my wife <laughs> <laughs> warren goes, oh that's awesome he goes i tell you what next time i come through I'll, I'll sign a copy and give it to you and the guy takes off his glass and he goes huh you do that for me. Oh, God. <laughs> gives him this big hug and stuff. And I was like, what? I've been watching too many gangster <laughs> exactly. movies, pal. Like, how did you get that experience? And I got, take out the trash. Take out the trash. <laughs> He's a hero. You're the trash man. Exactly. <laughs> did you ever hear Richard Pryor's story about the Youngstown, Ohio club? No. Oh, God. He's got a great. I'm going to have to clean it up, though. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> so Richard is working at, at the comedy club in Youngstown, Ohio. For people who don't know this, Youngstown is pretty mobbed up. Yeah. I mean, Steubenville, Ohio, which is right next to it, is where Dean, Dean Martin, Martin was born. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, but it is actually a really mobbed up town. Youngstown, Ohio doesn't sound like it, but it is. So Richard Pryor said he gets booked in the, you know, whatever club, the Ha Ha Hut or whatever the yeah, hell it's called. Whatever it is. He's booked in there. <laughs> and this last night there, he's done with his last deal. And he only goes, hey, you know what? I, I got to tell you something. Uh, I really feel bad about this, but we're not going to pay you. <laughs> I go, what? what? What do you mean you're not going to pay me? He goes, nah, we're not going to pay. We decided, you know, it's your first go around. You, all these new people now know who you are. So that was great value to you. So right. we're, we're not going to pay you. And Richard goes, no, what I did. I reached in my pocket, I pulled out a gun, and I pointed a gun at him and said, you're going to pay me right now. And you know what the guy did? He starts laughing, picks up the phone, and he goes, you got to get in here. The kid just pulled a gun on him. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's laughing because he pulled a gun on him. <laughs> Pryor was amazing. The uh, the last time I played Youngstown uh, was that Clint story that I told you earlier on the radio yeah. this morning, and they tried to pay me in Coke in like 2000 and. 10 or something i'm like what are you doing like, they try to pay you in cocaine yeah they're like yeah we don't have all the money um but here's uh <laughs> there it is. coke and i'm like man i don't want like what are you talking <laughs> i seem like a coke guy <laughs> you know what I mean? like, we spent all the money on coke but right? we don't need it all so. we don't need it all so we can't pay you but how, i've never understood that and maybe somebody can explain it to me how you can go out in the street and buy drugs and just assume you got what you paid for. Right, yeah. How would you ever know that? Yeah. Well, I'm, for a long time, I mean, cocaine was such a huge thing. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. if you rip off the wrong person, you're dead. 
But you nowadays, know, you can just sell someone some fentanyl and call it heroin and disappear. And or know. call it Vicodin like they did with Prince. They said it was Vicodin and turned out to be fentanyl and end up killing them. Yeah. That's a nice touch. Yeah. But I just, they even cocaine back in the day, Andy, when I was your age or whatever, they, they still cut it with... You know, talcum powder or whatever, powdered milk. Or oh yeah, yeah. They could find, so you didn't even know what you were getting. Well, now it's you know it's soy milk and stuff. Everybody's very organic. Oh, so it's it's, it's very all, healthy. It's it's cocaine is now. very. It's all organic <laughs> milk. Yeah, exactly. Gluten free cocaine. <laughs> Get that up your nose I'm if you possibly can. Gluten free coke. It's uh... <laughs> yeah. Here, these pills. These pills would be really good. You'll like these. I'm like no, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm taking pills off the street and then I give you money and then I go home and die. I don't do any of that. I do. Uh, I just started. Sm- I went thirty years completely sober, and I just started smoking marijuana like uh, three years ago, four years ago, something like that. Would you even consider that to be not sober, though? Not really. No. No. It's not. Uh, I, well, I grew up in sober. Ohio, so it's still like marijuana is still a gateway drug, Tom. It's a gateway. Yeah, they, drug. yeah. They, 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 you talk about the, the like, marijuana is the fuse. What is it? Hmm. Is it marijuana is the match? Cocaine's the fuse, and LSD is the bomb. Hmm, yeah. That was from Dragnet. Yeah. <laughs> it was. So, so I mean, you started it's, not, sw- it's not a gateway to anything but Pop-Tarts. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you'll be fine. Don't you think you should probably go with the edibles, though? You know what? I don't like the edibles because you never know when it's going to kick in. Well, that's true. That's, so you'll, just, you'll have one, and you'll be like, well, that didn't work. And then, Inhaling smoke uh, is not good for you, man. That's true. And a lot of people, va- I, can't, I can't get on the vape train. I was one and done for this just because yeah. of that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. What? I was one and done. I only did it once, and it was, the problem was is that the girl made them, and she, oh, man. she forgot to split it up. So she put, oh. yeah. So I took one and I was like, wow. And then I went, oh, I was in college and I went somewhere to meet with a group and all of a sudden it kicked in mid meeting and I was like, oh, yeah. I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Could not stop laughing. I gotta get out of here. Well, last year, because Vegas uh, now marijuana is legal and yes. recreational marijuana is legal. So on our trip, the, the, the KQ Morning Show made out there, I sat on stage and I told people, if you're gonna buy edibles, do not go after an hour, oh, you know, it didn't work. I better take another one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, don't do that. No, and I know some people would just take, like, a, like they'll break a brownie in half and take I'm like, what do you do? Like, you don't know. Like, every, that's the problem. Every edible is different. It you is. Know what I mean? yeah, and when you pack is. a pipe or you roll a joint, you that's kind of true. know what you're getting into. Um, that's true. But, yeah. I, um, when I went over to see, I did 11 countries in 28 days last year at the USO oh, tour. Man. It was great. Phenomenal. So we, I didn't, I, but I, I was going to Ireland and Madrid afterwards on my own to do some stuff. And so I wanted to, because um, I don't drink, so I wanted to take mm-hmm. uh, some weed with me somehow. And I'm going over there with the army, right? Right. And, uh, and it's my first USO tour and the whole thing. And so I got these gummy bears, gummy edibles. Gummy edibles. And I bought regular gummy bears. And I just replaced all of because all the edibles right. were red. And so I just took all the red gummy bears out and mixed them in. And then I, I put like them in my it. luggage. And I thought, well, I know the red ones are, you know, poison. <laughs> I know the red like ones that. are poison. So, uh, so we land, our first stop is Kosovo. And I'm unaware of all this, right? And we stop in Kosovo. I've never been. I've never even Googled Kosovo. There's not really like any electricity in Kosovo and stuff like that at night. Like what? it's just pure darkness. Oh We're God. driving through the desert in this van, like in the middle of nowhere to this army base. We're staying on base the first night. Had no idea that was happening. We pull up to like a legit army base, in the middle of the desert, in the dark, and there's like guard dogs and guys with guns, and they search their own vehicle. I'm like, do you know how paranoid you have to be? <laughs> like, you went to the airport and back. What do you think? We're gonna Kosovo. take a break. Yeah. Okay. It'll yeah. I'll finish right story. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Say any? Kosovo is a partially recognized state and disputed territory in southeastern Europe. <laughs> huh. That's exactly we'll, how I describe it. We'll be back in two minutes more with Michael Malone and getting higher than hell in Kosovo. Tom <laughs> Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with the client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. I snorted cocaine for about 15 years (laughs) with my dumb ass. (laughs) I must have snorted up Peru. (laughs) <laughs> I could have bought Peru all the shit I snorted could have just gave him the money up front and had me a piece of property <laughs> I started off snorting little tiny pinches said I know I ain't gonna get hooked and I don't know coke you can't get hooked my friends have been snorting 15 years they ain't hooked <laughs> a lot of people Richard. believe that <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was the best oh he was unbelievable there yeah. was no doubt about that I remember bringing Home, that big in is crazy. That pisses yeah. me off, by the way, that I cannot say the names of my favorite albums. <laughs> my two favorite comedy albums of all time, and I can't say the name of either yeah. one of them. Because yeah. the other one's called Bicentennial Big In. Because <laughs> it came out in 1976. <laughs> but I tell you, when I came on That Big In is Crazy, yeah, uh, I put it on, and about five minutes in, my mother goes, What the hell are you... <laughs> Like, sorry, Mom. Yeah, my mother had all his records and all the Steve Martin stuff and oh, stuff like that. So, and we had a record player out in the garage, like an old record player, like one of those big standalone ones, you know, like the console. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from the 70s. And yeah. uh, we had one of those in the garage. And I would go out there, and when I was 12, 13, I would sneak out and listen to old prior right. records and Fabulous. stuff like that. That was great. Fabulous. The monkey he owned with the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the monkey. One of my favorite Richard Pryor. Actually, one of my favorite story or jokes of all time is from Pryor when he talks about his dog or his monkey dying his monkey died, and uh, yep. he's burying him in the backyard and he's talking about how sad he was and and the dog jumps over the fence and he's like what are you sad about Richard <laughs> he goes my monkey died and he goes oh man I was going to eat him <laughs> And then he hops in, right before he hops over the fence, he goes, you know, I'm going to be after your ass tomorrow. <laughs> Nothing's changed here. Yeah, it's phenomenal. The way he would bring those, those you know, animals it's to life true. and stuff. Oh, it was just beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, the so, Chinese food guy. That one. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, the one who stutters? <laughs> yeah. The stuttering Chinese food guy. Yeah. yeah. That was, see, I, I don't even think Pryor could get away with that joke anymore. Uh, not with this day and age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Exorcist is always good, too. Yeah. Oh, The Exorcist is my favorite Rich Brown bit of all time. There's no question. The heart attack bit's a classic yeah, as well. Heart my heart said, don't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now we're back in Kosovo. You're okay, going to yes. get high on gummies. Yeah, so we're in Kosovo. I'm, we're, they're searching their their, their, their their own van. They have dogs. They have guns. Uh, me and Al Jackson are there. Yeah, I don't know if you know oh, Al. Yeah, He's I wonderful. do know Al Jackson. Yep. And uh, they've, they have us guarded. They're going through all our luggage, sniffing everything. Everything's – and I'm – Trying to be cool, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, so they take us to our bunks. We get cleared. I'm like, oh my god! I thought I was gonna go to jail, military jail in Kosovo. So we go to our bunks with the soldiers and all that, and we we have our own private um, bunk. And it's Al and I, and uh, and I tell him like, hey man, I, I brought edibles with me. And he's like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I didn't know. I just I thought we had some fun, and you know. The... And he goes, well. They didn't get them. They didn't get them. So let's take a few. And I was like, all right. So Al and I popped two of these gummies. Ooh. And then five minutes later, we have a knock on the door. This is 10 o'clock. And we weren't suspecting this at all, right? <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night, we get a knock on the door. And it's soldier. And he's like, the general would like to see everybody. 
And we're like, like now? <laughs> like right now? And when they said, like, the army means like now. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And so Al and I, you know, the gummies haven't kicked in yet, but they took us around on the tour, and halfway through the tour, it just hits. And he's showing oh. us, like, now these are Black Hawk helicopters. Do not go anywhere near these. <laughs> you will be shot on sight. Now these are, do not go in this area. And Al and I are like, uh, you said there was a Burger King on the base? <laughs> How did that, that must have felt really Oh, it's a, bu- it's a buzzkill, Tom. <laughs> I would imagine so, yeah. yeah it's a big buzzkill. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, but the rest of the trip was great and fine, and, you know, it was awesome. Yeah, so that that whole thing, because I, 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 it's been over five years since I drank myself. I, I was a beer and wine drink. I never really touched whiskey much because I got really psychotic on And tequila... I got murderous. It was, it was terrible. No parking. Stop looking at me. But uh, but it's been over five years. But yeah, you know, like when we're in Vegas, I took I took uh, ten milligrams of, of indica to sleep, oh, and yeah, I slept yeah. like there was no tomorrow. It was wonderful. I bet I had a wonderful sleep there. So I, I don't consider. You know, I, marijuana as a gateway drug, I don't see it that way at yeah, all. Yeah. I don't. Well, but you'll, you'll have doctors tell you that uh, don't take Valium because you'll become an alcoholic. It's like, what? Yeah. It's, well, it's all, it all makes you want to drink or I don't, I don't <laughs> that's not why I drank. I'll be honest with you. Right. I drank to get pissed off. Right. I mean, that's why I did it. <laughs> So I get, let me show you my real level of anger that I have. <laughs> we had a oh, lot of great. fun. Oh, God, it was fun. So how, so the trip went okay. Oh, it was beautiful. And, uh, this, you know, it, it was such an eye-opening experience. And, uh, and this was this was, um, this was during the uh, campaign. So it wasn't uh, – so Trump wasn't fully in office yet, but he was oh, still okay. running. And so right. there, was, there was still a lot of questions over there about being like, what is Trump? What is that? I'm like, <laughs> right. I live in Canada. I don't know. <laughs> even then, I was still like – There you go. Yeah, it was even um, – but yeah, it was it was a, a surreal experience, and those countries are so well taken care of, and they're so much older than we are. And it, like in Germany, you could literally eat off the sidewalk in Germany. Yeah, it was really? so beautiful and clean. And I even asked our tour bus driver, I was like, "So what is the deal? Like, how is it so clean here and so well kept?" And he goes, "Well, when you turn eighteen, every citizen has to spend two years either doing um, some kind of uh, service for the community, or they join the army for two years." A lot of European countries do that. Yeah, right? it's wonderful because it actually. Teaches teaches you to actually care about your society your community yeah. and give back yeah, and all that, that stuff here in america we just we we have the gift of freedom which is great but it's also like you know you're wearing juicy sweatpants and you yeah. know, snapchatting your life away <laughs> and nobody can you're throwing pop cans out on the highway it's dude there true. was i was in madrid and there was a, a literally a pop can sitting on a park bench it was the only trash i saw the entire trip and I, it looked like somebody like was painting it like i thought it was like an art piece <laughs> like i was like oh this must be art <laughs> Like, this can't be trash. Like, this must be something that, uh, you know. I was talking to a, a couple of friends of mine who were doctors. Because I used to, when I would walk, I'd go for, walk the dog or whatever, go yeah. for, just to go for a walk. If I'd see a bottle or a can or whatever laying in the boulevard, I'd pick it up and throw it away. Right. And the doctors all said, don't do that. I said, why not? I said, because you don't know. Whoever was drinking out of that can of bottle, you don't know what kind of disease they had. Right. And now you're touching it with your bare hand. <laughs> Not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thanks. I got hand herpes. <laughs> I got hand herpes. I can't do that. I'm like, Ugh. And I never really thought about that. Yeah. And they're sticking these things in their mouths, and it yeah. could have every nasty-ass yeah. disease you could ever think of, and you're going to get it. Wonderful. Yeah, but on the same token, you know, we have stuff like Tinder. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> stuff like that. That's <laughs> true. We're like, don't pick up the trash, but uh, you can definitely date it if you want. <laughs> you can date the trash. You can just meet it in the middle of the night. <laughs> what is it? It's... It's the swipe right to to try to set up a date and swipe left to just move on. Is that how that yeah, works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy I played in a golf tournament a few years ago, and he was on Tinder the whole round. Right. Was like, what are you doing? Like, I'm setting up stuff for the week. <laughs> what? Trying to find a <laughs> trying to find a hole in one, Tom. What do you think of that, end, Tom? Oh God. <laughs> yeah, so I'm new to the whole smoking. So I don't know how to really roll a joint that well. Like no, I can roll no, a right, joint. Right. 
But they're not. I like. I roll the kind of joints where you light and it just like evaporates like a Harry Potter spell. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I think I'm high. Are you high? I'll roll another one. These are one hitters for sure. These are one hitters. You know, so, You'll burn your nose. Don't mess up. Somebody asked a question whether yesterday or the day before. Why are cigarettes wrapped in paper? Why are they not wrapped in tobacco? And I oh. don't know the answer to that. Because it'd be a lot better for you. Well, man, not better for you, but. I gotta believe inhaling burning paper is not that good. It for has you. to be with the sl- it has to be with the the burning control of it probably. Do you I, think tobacco to. burns too fast or it doesn't yeah, hold maybe. because uh, yeah it would just burn right through. Uh, right. You'd have to put that in something. God, I remember when I was a kid. My dad used to hit those straights, oh, no man. filter, nothing. He used to get after those things. My dad died at sixty-two. But <laughs> right. Other than that, you know, other than that, other than that, he had a really great life. Going. <laughs> that was a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's 2018 now, Mike. We don't roll joints anymore. They roll themselves, man. They come in containers and they're all rolled. I was in uh, Seattle where it's not only legal, uh, but it's mandatory in Seattle, marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> It's a sad city. <laughs> uh, you land in Seattle, like, here's your luggage, here's some weed, try not to kill yourself. <laughs> Be here tomorrow, you know. And uh, <laughs> But that was the first time I experienced that. They sold them, they sold them, um, they sold them. Where, where am I from? <laughs> they sold them in a, <laughs> they sold them in a pack um, like cigarettes. You, you, I bought a really? four pack of, uh, of uh, a blueberry kush uh, joints. Blueberry uh, kush, what's that now? Uh, it tastes like blueberries, Tom. <laughs> what are you, a woman? <laughs> I like to. We like smoke to, weed around here. Uh, yeah, I like to kill two birds at one stone. I like to smoke and feel like I'm eating blueberries. <laughs> right, exactly. oh, that's not a bad idea. I'm lazy like about a it. Part-time baker. And... <laughs> Do they have like pumpkin pie? And they got all. They of have it? like it's more of like a like a like fruity sensation. Fruity sensation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh... So okay. So you you stopped drinking thirty years ago. I know. Ne- I've never been drunk. Oh, you never have been a drinker? Never been. Yeah, I was completely sober for 30 years and then uh, just started smoking weed. Because I was going to say, you gave up drinking 30 years ago. How old were you? Two? When right, you exactly. Yeah. It's a pretty big drunk time when I was, <laughs> I was two years <laughs> I was old. Two. <laughs> My mom was a drunk. I was just uh, in her belly. <laughs> so I quit drinking when I got out. So now you've, so you've never had anything no. to drink at all? No, I've, I've tasted things, tasted. but never never more than that. If somebody's like, oh, man, you got this tastes like, you know, whatever. I'll be like, oh, okay. You know, or if somebody has really nice wine, they'll be like, Oh man, this is great wine. I'm like, oh, I'll take a sip. Taste but. it, yeah, but not to get buzzed. Yeah, yeah, never, never more than a, a taste. So any, you never did drugs either. No, nothing. So I never why, smoked well, a cigarette. Nothing. Why do you think that you all of a sudden said, "Well, I'm going to try geef"? Uh, you know, <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> marijuana. That sounds like an animal. <laughs> yeah. I ate Can I geef. add the salmon? Oh, the geef here is excellent. Order it rare. It's very nice. Uh, you know, it was. Uh, I kept hearing about how it opens that 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 uh, that door in your mind creatively and yeah. stuff like that. And I, you know, heard the, the research about how it's not addictive and this and that, and how you know it's. Uh, you know, it just uh, it seemed like the safest option. Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. my dad was on everything but the right path, and so uh, and you know that kind of runs in my family your last um, name is malone exactly you know that. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. a little bit irish um, we've been known to <laughs> drink a little a little here. <laughs> have now some wine then. at dinner and uh <laughs> so uh i take my wine irish <laughs> wine with whiskey in it right. exactly. um so i uh i didn't want to go down that path i've always been afraid to like even even with even with wine and stuff like that you know uh and i you know i enjoy wine i like the taste of it i just Mm -hmm. i i don't want to get into that so no i understand that i understand that completely they say by the way that if you don't drink by the time you're 21 you probably never will drink yeah i never had the interest in it either right um my family has a lot of alcoholism in it too i didn't i didn't drink till i was 21 and i just never got into it yeah it's a weird thing i could yeah i could drink a bottle in a week and then not nothing for five years yeah 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 i just uh you know all my friends drank and you know everybody i've dated drank and stuff like that but i've just never it's never clicked for me let's Uh, back up here this uh got a lot of alcoholism in my family too wait a minute what's that mean (laughs) (laughs) means we we had to learn how to read and get out of that small town (laughs) when your own son's sitting down at the end of the table going yeah there were a lot of alcoholics in my family (laughs) 
I do have a lot of aunts and uncles. Yeah, so. nice try. Don't try to get out of it now. It's too late. Uh, it's too late. Yeah. And grandparents, for sure. I, I just Half think... of my grandparents... I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, my, my grandpa was just a bottles of, of Jack Daniels. I don't know if you know that. He was just. Yeah. That's it. Just right out of the bottle. So he was. Yeah. Did grandpa ever really drink, or was he just into smoking? Ooh, Cigarettes. My dad? Yeah. My dad drank, but, but but he was mentally ill. He was schizophrenic. Yeah, you could never so tell if he was he drunk, or not. drunk or not. He didn't drink, but his personalities did. His personalities did. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, I, I, I talk about it once in a while. Yeah. I have... Zero fear of anything. I am not afraid of anything because as a little boy, I watched my father talk to things that weren't there. Yeah. And it scared the hell out of me. I mean, it really scared me. He's like, who's he talking to? Yeah. And they're talking back and forth and all the rest of it. Now, so because of that, now I'm not afraid of anything. Yeah. Well, now so your I son's experienced the same thing, only you're talking to, like, Alexa and Siri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad right. talks to things that aren't even there. Aren't even there. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Send me some rolled up joints. <laughs> Would I you just, like the four pack or the six pack? Yeah. I just My think that's crazy. They need to wake up in America and realize that that uh, edibles, pills, whatever it is, uh, marijuana, indica, particularly sativa, gets you higher. Yeah. But it would be very, very good for people with anxiety, with PTSD. Oh, my God. Yes. we got to wake up and get these people medicated instead of... But the pharmaceutical companies are, are trying to hold them off. It's just going to make medical travel easy, too. I mean, there's so many yeah. families that are going through a lot of expenses just to get to the places that are well, supplying. I think, I think what we're fighting the most against the drug war right now is is religious beliefs. I think religion is the yeah, biggest wall. and It's not money. It's not corporations. I think it's the religious religious belief of like weed is bad and they don't care if it helps or not like it's just it's bad we will talk about that in yeah. two minutes Tom Bernard show just like all of you I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says well I received my first my pillow and I love it it's very comfortable stays in that same exact position all night fantastic Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Winos don't get drunk like everybody else, though, right? Wino be directing traffic on Sunday morning. That was my favorite thing about the wino. Because I used to, I didn't want to go to church, so I'd hang with him. Wino be standing. Hey, fool, you better slow that car down. God damn, don't come driving down through here like you, crazy. This is a neighborhood. This ain't no residential district. It's a neighborhood. This ain't no residential district. That's great. Oh, God, I loved him. Yeah, he was wonderful. He was amazing, but uh, what are you going to do? And Rain, I talked to Rain about once a year, his daughter, she's yeah. something else. I don't know, what what was this whole deal with his son? He, the son tried to work the Apollo, and it just didn't work oh, out too man. well. That's a, oh, man, that's a... Was it really bad? It's, huh? a, it's a bad clip, yeah. Is it and really? He looks just like his father, though. Oh, does he I mean, really? and he grew his hair out and everything, and he looks just like his father. It's crazy. Maybe not as funny, though. <laughs> Just an outside jam. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I have a question for you. You're talking about uh, the 
putting the clamp on on marijuana in America yeah. might not be a uh, a drug company thing, might not be a money thing or a political thing, that it might be a religious thing. Yeah. And the first thing that, of course, struck me was for going to to, to church with my mother for the first. I don't know, 15 years, 16 years of my life or whatever. After I was 16, I really didn't go much more. But every Sunday morning, I would walk into the church, and the first thing you would smell is the breath of all the ushers. <laughs> and it was all whiskey breath. Right, yeah. So here's what I love. No, we don't. No, marijuana, you can't be doing that. But you can drink about eight-fifths yeah. the night before you come in. You can drink your drug. It's How, how could they... Yeah. Well, it's like the priest after communion. I loved it because, uh, you know, depending on how much wine was taken or how many people showed up to the mass, he has to drink all the wine at the end, and he's just down in it. Oh, <laughs> a little blood of Christ yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the chalice and he downs it. Plus, I mean, wouldn't it, I mean, I think maybe the the religious fight is this: like church already goes on for so long. Imagine if your preacher was high. Oh. Imagine how long and like those stories would be. Yeah, and wait, wait. Jesus said. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Get another Stuart. What did he say? <laughs> oh, yeah. he. No, that's not it. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> well, think about Imagine it. Maybe as long as uh, when you and Catherine went to Easter Vigil a couple years ago. That yeah, thanks, honey. Yeah. It's because my, my wife grew up Catholic as well. So she decides one, one Easter, hey, you know what? We should go to the Basilica downtown. Yeah. The Basilica of St. Mary. Let's go to, let's go to the Easter Mass. I'm like yeah okay no problem we'll get out because we go in the basilica and I my grandmother always sat in the exact same spot right and when I was real little I would sit on her lap so she said let's go early so we can sit in that spot where your grandmother used to sit and you would sit as a little three four year old boy and it'd be a nice memory for you said, yeah that's okay so we get yeah. there we get the seats and everything's good what's it called Easter Vigil Mass Easter Vigil Mass. <laughs> Three hours and 15 minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. It was... No. I thought it was going to be like half an hour. Yeah. Maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. They were going on and on and on about everything. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I know he came back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. I got it. Oh, God, well, right it at the painful. beginning, they got the, the first five or six readings, and the first reading is Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. In like, the beginning, Are you going yeah. through the whole Bible here? Like, all 2,000 page pages. Page one. <laughs> like, what? Page one. Page 1974. Uh, uh, here's a fun oh, thing to God. do for you weed smokers out there for Easter next year. Uh, get really high, hide all the Easter eggs, and then sober up and try and find them. <laughs> You'll be out there for three, four hours. Like, why did I? You come in the kitchen later. Like, oh, I didn't even hide the eggs. Right? <laughs> I never did hide. I just them. got high and watched Netflix. <laughs> I oh, never hit God. those things. <laughs> oh, those were the days. I back one time. A and W. You know what A and W is? You ever? Yeah, A and W root beer. A and W root beer. Yeah, right. of course. This friend of mine, Norman. I I can say his name because he's dead. It's always a good story. Yeah, it's always a good story. When he's, he's not going to yell at me now. <laughs> what was the first year of the Ford Maverick? Oh, Remember man. the Ford Maverick? You probably you're too young, Andy. You're too young. That's a 70s, you know. right? Or 70, yeah. 73. 73. 73, yeah. Okay, so 1973. So I'm 20. Oh, wait, 69. Okay. Well, so it was 69. So In the U.S. Six, I was only 16 years old then. Yeah. So Norm's driving his Maverick to the A&W. And we're torturing him up in the Maverick. <laughs> and, I mean, it, there's a cloud in the Maverick like right. there's no tomorrow. And all of a sudden, this beat cop walks up. Oh, man. And he raps on the window with his nightstick. <laughs> and it was those roll-down windows still. They didn't have yeah. the electronic windows. So Norm rolls the window down, and this smoke starts billowing <laughs> in this cop's face, right? And the cop goes, the hell are you guys doing? And Norm looks up at him and says... It's too cold, man. He rolls, the <laughs> he rolls the window up, and a cop just laughs and walks away. He's like, "Oh God, uh, whatever." I I have I have two great <laughs> cop marijuana stories. So the first one is I'm with Mark Ryan, and we're he, I'm doing shows in Texas. He has a theater gig in, in Louisiana, and he asked me if I want to come with him. I've never been to to to, to there, so I. He picks me up, and uh, he has just this biggest bag of weed I've ever seen. And we smoke the entire way from Dallas to to uh, 
to Louisiana, this theater, like four and a half hours, hot boxing the entire time. We listen to Google Maps, and Google Maps tells us to take a right turn somewhere, and we're going down the street, and I'm like, well, this doesn't look right. And he's like, yeah, what's that weird thing? And it looked like almost those um, those entranceways where you enter a new state, like those archways and yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, we, in a, we can't be in a new state. We just got in this state, you know? <laughs> So Very we, narrow state. Yeah, we we uh, we pause and we we look closer, and it's the entrance to an air force base. Oh God! And I don't know if you've ever been, if you ever accidentally ever pulled into an air force base. They you know, pull you out, they search your car, oh, yeah. they make sure your documents are in order, your license, your red, like they do everything. So we were about ten feet away from just. The biggest bag of weed I've ever seen in my life. Hot boxing for four and a half. Just driving just straight to prison. Just like, here we are. We're going to military prison. Uh, the second one, I was in a rental car somewhere. And uh, my buddy and I had smoked. And I was driving home somewhere. And uh, I got pulled over. And the cop came to my window. And he, I noticed he smelled. And I go, does this car smell like weed to you? <laughs> and he goes... Yeah, and I go, I called the rental car place. I go, this isn't my car. I go, I called and I told him that it smelled like weed. And he, and he goes, really? And I go, yeah. And I told him, really? <laughs> and he really? let me go. And I was oh, just like, God. just the oh, idea wonderful. of being, I just out with it. Does this car smell like weed to you? <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Oh, it was the best. I couldn't believe it worked. And, and it he actually did fall for it. Oh yeah, he was like he's he like, wasn't yeah. just being nice to you. No, he's like yeah, you need to. He's like make sure you you call them and stuff. And he's like you don't want to get messed again. up. And then I was like yeah, of course. Like, I was, I was being super <laughs> nice because I'm high out of my mind. I'm like of course I will, officer. <laughs> oh god. Anything you need. I you got to tell me more about and the reason I want to hear more about this. You brought it up on the morning show. Yeah, yeah. Um, the things you do with Ben Glebe, where you get two comedians from one side of the issue and two from the other side of the issue, and you yeah. discuss it. How do you? prevent murder <laughs> we here's what we strive for because what america needs now is more than conversation it's resolution and so we tell the panel like you can debate you can argue you can get heated you can do whatever you need to do but to the end of every topic we do three topics per show at the end of every topic we have to, to come to a resolution so you can yell you can scream you can debate you can do get as mad as you want but we got to be friends at the end of every right. topic, and it's so far it's worked. We've had seven or eight shows so far. We've uh, we've talked about gun control and North Korea and and, and transgender issues and and pay wages and every, I mean everything, and it's been working. So last last month we actually had the guy who the founder of TrumpSingles.com. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's, it's a dating site only for Trump voters. Trump voters, and okay. And he came on, and uh, he debated politics and all that stuff, agreed on most issues. Like, that's the thing is, like, when you when you start talking to both sides, you find right. out that most people are in the middle. Uh, some of them are a little I more agree. this way, a little more that way. But America's pretty much in the middle. You have extremists on both sides, and, of course, that's yeah, – I, I don't want to support either one of those. No, you know, the liberals no. that are like, we have to blog about everything because he didn't use the right pronoun. Or, and you're like, ah, all right. And then the right side where they're like, you know, gay marriage isn't a real thing. You're like, okay, so right, that. Right. <laughs> most, But most people are in the middle. And, they are, uh, yes, and they you can are. get them to agree on a lot of things, and and uh, and we've unfortunately we've we've had we've talked about gun control on every show oh, yeah. because about a week or two. In, before the show, there's another mass shooting in America. God. And so every show we've had to talk about gun yeah. policy debate and what it looks like and what are we doing in America and that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, other, I mean, and, and we're able to come to a conclusion on that every single time. No matter yeah, who's like on the that. panel, we're able to, to, to find a, a middle ground on, on gun control and reform and all that stuff. Are they going to pick it's, this it's up crazy. for television? We're trying to sell it for TV oh, I'm right telling now. You, yeah. I'd watch it every every episode. Yeah, it's it's a great concept, and we, you know we've been pitching it around, and we're we're trying to get some more eyes on it. Um, but yeah, we've been we've been uh, selling out at the Improv there in Hollywood once a month, and um, everybody that comes is is really involved, and we we encourage the crowd too um, to. You can't heckle during the show, but you right, can cheer, right. you can boo, you can do whatever. And so when people are sharing their opinions or ideas, and you're in the crowd and you feel moved. Boo somebody, cheer I, them on, like do I, whatever. I would uh, definitely watch that every it's week. It's great because if see, I don't go on Twitter or or Facebook anymore. I haven't for five years, right? Because apparently it's against a lot of threatening to kill people on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> so I've yeah, they look down on that. Time. I've kind of steered away from that. No, but I, I literally got sick of telling people to go f themselves. I literally did. Yeah. 
people are, man, I don't know what we're going to do about social media. It's destroying the country, if you ask me. It's, people can't control themselves. It's a different, we were actually talking about this, this last show we did on Tuesday. We talked about the, the, the living in the age of boycott. Yeah. Where now, yep. you know, now the Starbucks boycott's happening. This happened before when there was a war on Christmas, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods when they sided with the NRA or against the right, NRA with right. the automatic. And like every, even Black Panther the movie when it came out, there were a lot of hardcore Republican or alt right people going on and giving it bad movie reviews because it had a perfect rating uh, and it was doing so well that they were sabotaging it on like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. Because it was the first movie in history that had to go on and have like a perfect rating and all this different stuff because an all black cast and it was all. Why do they care? (laughs) Exactly, Tom. Why do they care? I mean, look, if one of the black people was Murray. Then right. I would. Kevin and Murray, both of them. Right. Right? No, I'm not doing it. But we, we talked about Laura Ingram and what happened with her when right. she went after uh, David Hogg on Twitter, the, right. the school shooting survivor, and how his response was he's like, he went after her sponsorship and yeah, she lost 16 sponsorships and it's like right. well should fox in, in in the in the age of like freedom of speech and all that stuff uh, is that okay for a corporation to be punished is it okay for an individual to be punished like that no, and, yeah, and so, like everybody's losing their jobs nowadays left and right on both sides and it doesn't matter if you're a good guy or bad guy is that okay? Her ratings went through the roof too. Oh yeah, her ratings yeah. went up. Um, went way up. She, it's it's crazy what's happening now. There was one funny thing though, like you said, you know, the far right and the far left. I'm not big fans of either. Yeah, but they can say things that do make me laugh. Oh yeah, like Chuck <laughs> Schumer, I think is completely mentally ill. I think he's nuts. But when he kept calling her Laura Ingraham, he would not pronounce her name correctly. And he knew what her name was, but he just wouldn't do it. It'd be like, yeah, you know, I was talking to Maury. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he did it on purpose over and over again. And I thought it was funny. And then... As uh, as they used to say in the old neighborhood, I got my tit in a ringer with a, uh, this guy called NPR, National Public Radio. He called yeah. into the show and he referred to it as welfare radio, oh my God. which I thought was funny as hell. <laughs> so I'm start calling it welfare radio. Oh great. my God, did people get pissed? Oh off. yeah, welfare. What's the well? You making fun of welfare? It's like no, I'm not making fun of welfare. Relax. Right. Murray is. Murray's making fun of welfare. <laughs> You're making fun of welfare. It's a touchy subject, Tom. Touchy subject. Welfare. <laughs> That's a touchy subject for Murray. Why? Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And I, I just feel like if I can't get it, why can you get it? Yeah. I want well, welfare. But not everybody has two jobs where you don't have to work. <laughs> <laughs> he walked right into that. Yeah, he he, he kind of just strolled right into that. Yeah. On the yeah. other hand, we know someone whose family was rather wealthy, and she got uh, food stamps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and that's, yeah, like, yeah. I that's my... That, don't abuse the system. Yeah, that's the thing. I guess like, that's my issue. And people are saying, yeah, we need to take it away. No, you just need to fix it. You yeah. need to make sure that that's not happening. You just need to, Like most things, it's you need better restrictions. Okay. Like yeah, on most do. things. Welfare, gun control, the marijuana. Like all these progressive issues or all these issues that are happening that affect a lot of people, they don't need to be taken away or banished or, you know, whatever. It's, no, you need to fix them. You need yeah, to go in. and yeah, right. I, even, even with our military programs, with the vets and all that stuff, and they're like, well, they need this, they need that. No, they need somebody to sit down and actually look to yeah. see what they need yeah. and fix it for them to actually help them. Makes Murray, sense. you'd have loved my mother. You'd have loved to Because when my father got out of the hospital, he got out of the institution. He came back for a couple of months, but then he just deserted the family. He just left because he was nuts, right? So my family went on welfare for two months. And after two months, my, my mother said, we just can't do this. I can work more hours. I mean, right. my mother yeah. was working like 15, 16, 17 hours a day because she said it's just not right. Right. And then she wasn't making. She's a diner waitress, so she's not making any money. But she still just didn't want to do it. So I know exactly. Yeah, what I just yeah. My, I think my my view of it is tarnished. No, and I, I have family members like that. That yep. you know they're having babies because they're getting more money from the government there and stuff like go. that. And they they think you know they're looking at their kids as paychecks and stuff. And it's like that's not what that is for. That's not the system. Right. You know. Uh, you know. To, so many people have found a loophole and they're taking advantage of it. Why is our hour over already? This know, sucks. Tom, this is. Uh, but, <laughs> I always love chatting with you, man. Oh, yeah, I do too. I have a ball. <laughs> so tonight, two shows. Tomorrow night, two shows. A show Sunday night, seven o'clock as well. And then, uh, when are you going to grow your beard back and write another book? <laughs> 
Your white beard, not the one you have <laughs> right, now. Right, exactly. Yeah, you have I'm, to get I'm the white beard. To, I'm starting that, over. That is one of the great stories of all time. <laughs> Michael Malone with us. You know, your books are phenomenal. <laughs> You're a lot younger than I thought you'd be. Exactly. That's a great story. Thanks for coming by. It's always great I to see you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Murray, thanks as usual. No problem, Tom. Thanks for having me. We'll be back in about, uh, I don't know, whenever. Tom Brown. <laughs> <laughs>